Hello and welcome to Yudcast, episode 100, 100 episodes of the Yudcast that we have now recorded. Uh, I guess this is a, a few years deep, this project at this point, um, which is really cool. Uh, we've For the last couple of weeks, we've had the Yudcast taken over by the intrepid student editors and podcasters of the Brandeis Bulletin podcast, which uh, is a group that is um, an extension of the yearbook elective here, kids who have been studying journalism and um, lots of different uh, elements of graphic design and and page layout and uh, writing and editing over the course of this year. And uh, as we have come uh, to the end of the yearbook season, because the yearbook itself is already produced and in fact, uh, I think is making its way here from the factory where it's actually already been put together. Um, We've got groups doing other extensions of the journalistic work that they have been doing over the course of this year. So the uh, one set of that is the Brandeis Bulletin podcast. But in addition to today being a special day by virtue of uh, by virtue of it being episode 100 of the Yudcast, uh, it is also a special day because it's uh, Yom Ha'atzma'ut or Israeli Independence Day. Um, And so we have kids out doing all kinds of fun things in celebration of this holiday in Israel and in the Jewish diaspora, Um, Israeli dancing, uh, where kids are eating uh, traditional Israeli snacks of various kinds, um, doing lots of learning throughout the school um, about some of the great figures in Israeli history um, who have helped Uh, form that nation. Um, So we don't have the Brandeis Bulletin podcast here to take over the Yudcast on episode 100. So it is just uh, your usual host, uh, head of school Dan Glass, recording live once again in the Sound Lab here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco. Um, In honor of this 100th episode, uh, I thought I, when I hear the number 100 as a poet, one of the things that I think of is uh, the Ogura Hayakunin Ishu. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is uh, a collection of medieval um, Japanese poetry, a hundred poems by 100 poets. Um, so I'm going to read uh, the um, uh, the 100th poem from that, which is written by Emperor uh, Juntoku. Um, the, these are all, I believe the form is called Waka, uh, if I'm remembering um, correctly. Uh, it's a where a lot of us are very familiar with um, the uh, uh, haiku as a form, but Japan is a is a country that has a really deep um, poetry tradition, um, and uh, uh, unlike the sort of five seven five um, of. Th- in terms of syllable length of the haiku, um, 
uh, wakas uh, are in in a, a set of three lines and then a set of two lines, um, and there is some metrical expectation uh, of them as well. Um, like the haiku, they explore sort of the inner and outer world at the same time. I have to say, shout out to Japan for having this amazing tradition of um, uh, poet leaders. Uh, so, so many, uh, if you go back in, in the history of Japanese poetry, you had uh, emperors and heads of state and, and these really prominent families where, uh, where being a poet was seen as sort of um, an extension of or an affirmation of uh, their capacity to think deeply and lead. Um, and uh, that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know of other um, countries that have a similarly deep tradition in that way. But anyway, poem 100 from the Ogora Hayakunin Ishu uh, by Emperor Jontuko, Juntoku goes like this. In this ancient house paved with a hundred stones, ferns grow in the eaves, but numerous as they are, my old memories are more. Uh, lovely poem. I think a lot of us could resonate with the connection between space and memory. And actually, at one point on the Yudcast, we had um, a middle school language arts teacher and Brandeis graduate uh, Isaac Jacobs on here to talk about um, a sixth grade project on the neuroscience of memory, which included some attention to uh, space and how memory and space uh, play off of each other. So uh, anyway, there we go, uh, kicking us off for episode 100 here. Um, so I, we just came from a lovely assembly um, celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut. And to say, each year I'm struck anew by uh, this season of the Yoms, this time of celebrations and remembrances in and for Israel and Jews around the world. Um, and we have, you know, yesterday we had Yom HaZikaron, which is um, Israeli Memorial Day, and it's specifically a memorial for fallen soldiers and victims of terrorism. Um, and then we have Yom Ha'atzmaut today, uh, and there's also uh, Yom HaShoah, um, which is uh, a remembrance of the Holocaust. So it's it's this time of a lot of um, a, a lot of different emotions about uh, 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 the sort of history and present of the state of Israel and world Jewry. Um, but in particular, I am struck by the immediate connection between Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmut, which are always one day apart. Uh, these two days, one, a somber reflection of lives lost in pursuit, uh, in the pursuit and security of the state of Israel, and the other, a roisterous party celebrating Israel's ongoing existence. The, together, these two things mark a kind of civic consciousness unlike anything that exists in the contemporary United States of America. During this time of year at Brandeis, I often find myself wondering what Memorial Day must have felt like in 1868 when it was first celebrated as Decoration Day, a day set aside to decorate the graves of soldiers who died in the Civil War. 
Or similarly, I wonder what the early Independence Days must have felt like in the new nation. To soldiers receiving a double ration of rum from George Washington on July 4th, 1778, for example, in the midst of the Revolutionary War. These days, both holidays are largely about barbecues in the national consciousness here. Um, Yesterday, Mr. Cohen, A. Tom Cohen, a fifth grade teacher, was uh, talking to some of our fifth graders as we were waiting to start um, our having a ceremonial space around Yom HaZikaron and and talking about the relatively safe life that we lead here in the U.S. Um, And I think partially as a result of that relative safety and the the distance of the wars that have been fought, the fact that there's no mandatory military service here, um, for a lot of reasons, I think, our civic holidays are holy to us less for the stories they ask us to remember than for the time they afford us with family and friends. When I traveled to Israel a few years ago, I took along a book of Yehuda Amachai's collected poems as a kind of lyric guide to the country. In one poem that really stuck with me, called Wild Peace, Amichai imagines, quote, a peace without the big noise of beating swords into plowshares, without words, without the thud of the heavy rubber stamp. Let it be light floating like lazy white foam. We are lucky, those of us who are Jews in this country, we are lucky, I think, to be Jews in a country that enjoys such a light, lazy, floating peace most of its days. And of course, it's not to say that we don't have our uh, significant conflicts, disagreements. Of course, uh, we are a deeply divided country right now, but in terms of armed conflict and the proximity to it, um, this is certainly, uh, you know, a time of great peace here in the United States. So today in talking about it with our students, what we talked about is celebrating the state of Israel along with our cousins or aunts, certainly our eighth graders who are all there right now. And we got an awesome uh, video hello from our eighth graders um, who who sent us a note from Israel. Um, But we celebrate along with all of our friends in Israel, whoever they may be. And I think this week we also remember along with them the sacrifices it has taken to make such a celebration possible. My hope is that uh, the lives of everyone in Israel are relatively safer this year than they were last year. And I hope, too, that that holy place comes ever closer to, uh, to a wild peace, uh, the kind of wild peace that, that Yehuda, Yehuda Amichai imagined. And I think also for us as American Jews um, or people who love or live with American Jews, um, also just to be conscious of um, uh, our own um, civic uh, holidays a little bit differently. Um, I hope we, you know, we can bring a different kind of consciousness, not just to Memorial Day, which is coming up soon, or to the 4th of July, um, but also just to the notion of being a citizen here in the United States. And, and I think a lot of the work we're trying to do here at Brandeis about uh, sight raising on, on democracy, not as something that we take for granted, is really in service of trying to bring a different kind of consciousness to our students uh, about what it means um, to be a citizen here in the United States. So with that, uh, I wish you all 
weekends uh, that are hopefully light and lazy um, and certainly peaceful. Shabbat Shalom, speaking of peace to anyone listening on Shabbat. Thank you for being here with us for this uh, monumental 100th episode of the Yudcast. <laughs>